Welcome to the Kingdom Life Podcast from All Saints Community Church. This is where we talk about all things about life with God in His kingdom. You know, praying with Christy, for instance, you know, that was a journey when we were young. Even you would think, okay, it's just the two of us. It'll be real simple for us to just grab hands and, and pray together. It was work. That's Mike Adele talking about the shaky beginnings of learning how to pray with his wife, Christy. I'm Connie Willems, and this week we'll talk with Mike about his journey into a prayer life that is personal and doable. You may know Mike and Christy as longtime members of All Saints. Over the years, they've invested in their children and grandchildren and now often do mentoring and raising up young people. But today, I wanted to talk with Mike specifically about what prayer has looked like for him over the years. Well, it's a privilege to be with Mike Adele today. So good morning, Mike. Welcome. Good morning, Connie. Thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) It's great to be here. And we're going to talk, as we've said, about prayer. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I want to know is when you were a boy, were you aware of prayer? Did it Mm -hmm. kind of exist for you in any way? Sure. Um, You know, I was born and raised in the church, so I was always in or around prayer. Um, it was more orthodox type of bringing up. Now, that doesn't mean Eastern Orthodox. No, it, okay. it, it was actually the Christian Reformed Church, right? oh, okay. the CRC. Okay. We, 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 know, we know a little bit about the RCA. Uh, this is the same, same kind of blend and, and vein uh, in the CRC. But it was still there was a level of formality and liturgy mm. and um, corporate prayer. It was it was a part of life, but it wasn't necessarily a part of everyday life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. it, had, it had its place, a very reverent, and it kept me, I know now, I mean, I've told my mom and dad since that, uh, and I thank them. You know, for what they did for me way back then, because it nonetheless uh, set a course, right? It, it, they gave me momentum. I think the word, the engineering word that I, <laughs> I had at the time was momentum, right? If momentum is is defined as velocity and weight that gives a gets a good shove, and so that it goes, and no matter what it bumps into, it kind of keeps going. And so my momentum was this weightiness of this reverence and deep awe mm. and respect for things of God and for God himself. Now, if you were to look back at that time from God's perspective, mm-hmm. what do you think he would say he was doing? Mm-hmm. There was an, I, I would say, because he, he and I have talked about that a little bit, and it, that he would say there was a there was some important foundation building Mm. going on. Um, My family moved away from Wisconsin. I was born and raised in Wisconsin. And so at 15, we upped and moved to Oklahoma uh, for my dad's work, for a job opportunity. Again, looking back at what was happening in my life as a young guy, like up to my early teens, um, things were beginning to happen around me with my contemporaries and just in my situation where I was, it would have been easy for me to head down a wrong path because many of my friends were. 
And uh, it's like God plucked me out of that set and said, okay, that season's done. And we brought us to the Bible belt, right? Yeah. And then the new season began of holy cow. Um, I don't think I was, I got dropped into my uh, high school. I was a sophomore, I guess, at the time. I'll never forget uh, being dropped into school in November, right? We moved in November. <laughs> and so here's the new kid walking up with his Wisconsin accent, right, in Oklahoma. Anyway, it, I don't think, Connie, it was a week or two. And some on fire for Jesus guy, contemporary, I mean, yeah, yeah. grabbed yeah. me, knew I was new, basically said, hey, um, we are doing a Bible study in one of the teacher's offices or classrooms at lunchtime. Would you want to come? Well, no one ever asked me a question like yeah. that. Hey, wait a minute. This isn't Sunday, right? It's not youth group Sunday night. School on a Wednesday lunchtime. He was so excited. And uh, I went, and it was, it was amazing just seeing, again, a bunch of kids talk about God and talk about Jesus and what he was doing and how excited they were about whatever was going on. Did that just blow your mind? It blew wires. Huh. I was just, afterwards, after that very first time there, uh, the same guy who's, again, so hyped and so excited about God um, said, okay, how'd you like it? I said, it was awesome. He goes, would you lead us next time? Oh my goodness. Right? And I did, and I'm, again, there, this thing in me that it, hmm. it's hard to say no when someone says, would you lead us in a, you know, whatever, in a Bible yeah. study thing? Well, yeah, I'll do that. So anyway, gave a quick testimony. At, uh, anyway, immediately thrown into this culture of, wait a minute, Jesus isn't on Sunday only, right? Or at dinner time only. It was every day, and it was, I was getting my, my paradigm was so wow. shifting and moving. And Boy, thank um, goodness for that on-fire kid. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And just for that on fire high school. I mean, the, the, a contingent. There's always, yeah. I mean, there's lots of contingents in any high school, but just moving to Oklahoma, which was the terrible, most terrible thing that ever happened to me <laughs> as a 15 year old, nonetheless ended up within six months. I knew even wow. then that this is, this is where I'm supposed to be. And it began transforming my walk with God, that's where my quiet times, I think, became a little more consistent. I was around, I went to this thing called the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA, what? Yeah. Right? And again, around like-minded guys who talked about God, who prayed out loud in front of other people. Mm, had you, you hadn't experienced that. No. I mean, yeah. as a kid, you know, Sunday school, we'd get to a Sunday school class and a teacher would say, okay, who wants to pray? Kind of thing. And of course... Eight ten-year-olds would just sit there and stare at each other <laughs> and hope she doesn't look at you. Right, and and I got to the point by ten or eleven where I just finally would go, okay, I'll pray. And I, yeah. it was pretty simple, but it was like you know what? I know I'm supposed to. It, mm. There's this, I don't know, first child, oldest child <laughs> thing in you that says, wait a minute, someone's got to pick up the 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 gauntlet here. It's gonna here's be, the gauntlet. It's going to be it me. It, I'll I'll yeah. do it. And, and that's what happened um, by the time we got... So that there was some out loud prayer, but, uh, oh my word, when we got to Bible studies and FCA and outward expressions of your faith, 
This it became mm. where it wasn't just a personal thing anymore, right? And um, somewhere in high school, I met Christy. You know, we met in my junior year of high school. And for those who don't know, Christy's now your wife. wife. Yeah, yeah, my bride. And so we met. I took her out for her 16th birthday, and um, we went to Young Life together. We started it. We had heard it was again, just wow. People talking about Jesus and God and and the things of God during the week, and I we looked around the room and there was forty or fifty other kids and you go I had no idea wow. right this many people were on the same page as I am, and it, and that again it started a new journey of uh, as we finished dating on into college and up into uh, being young marrieds um, when we moved from Oklahoma and Oklahoma State University we graduated OSU we moved um, to Texas, East Texas, had to decide on a church. Well, there was no Christian Reformed Church in East Texas, so we ended up joining a Baptist church, and a wonderful Baptist church, and began a whole new journey of um, dimensions of, of God and of faith and of, of uh, culture. Mm. But within that, but what God's plan in that was to put us into a young married uh, Sunday school class that the, whose teachers had j- were just going through a spiritual awakening. The, the, the two couples that were leading this class were just studying, attending conferences, and learning everything they could about the Holy Spirit. What an unusual thing to experience in, at a Baptist in church a wonderful in East Texas. Baptist Church in East Texas, huh. huge Baptist Church in East Texas, and there we were in one of the young marriage classes where they were just they couldn't help but share, huh. right? With the and that began teaching what they learned, right, on Sunday mornings, and then they had other times that we would meet and we would just we were in awe, we mm. were it, we were sponges, right? What and this, was it about it that was so new to you? Um, again, the, the newness of it all to me was the outward, the ease of outward expression of mm. it, right? I'm an, I'm a, I'm an introvert, introvert, you know, by nature. Christy is, is an extrovert. It came a little easier for her, but I, just, it was another time that was stretching this very personal relationship that I had with God and private to wait a minute. There's people out there that need to be prayed for. There's people out there that need to hear some good news. There's some people out there just need a hug, you know, whatever it was. And it was in that Baptist church that we realized there was community and there was fellowship and there was there was church outside of the uh, Sunday morning experience, right? Yeah. And so, I, again, I, I remember one of the first times that we met together with, with some friends and, and adults uh, older folks. Anyway, we were done. We were, we were doing. Let's pray together. Well, we they stood up and held hands, and then they went around and everyone prayed something. Right, and I'm just going, okay, what is this? <laughs> what is this? Brand new experience. Brand new. Okay, we're all gonna say something. Oh Lord, what am I gonna say? Did you have that feeling of it's gonna come around to me? It's that feeling of I don't listen to what anybody else is saying because I'm thinking, what am I going to pray? And uh, but you know, not too short, not too long, you know, all those kind of wonderful things. So anyway, but it it was a step. Yeah, it was a step in prayer where it stretched me. 
It's really stretched me. What was the stretch? The for stretch it? was this ability to express what was in my and and willingness mm. to uh, express what I thought was in my heart that God wanted me to say and actually say it yeah. and pray it. You, you know, and that was it's something to in some degree that I'm still you know dealing with today. I mean, there's isn't isn't the Christian growth and Christian journey this this journey of how do I take this very private personal relationship with Jesus and and this awe and reverence that I have for God, this very little understanding I have of how much He loves me, and then what do I do with that? Yeah. How do I share it? How do I? Pr- you know, praying with Christy, for instance, mm. you know, that was a journey when we were young, even you would think, okay, it's just the two of us. It'll be right. real simple for us to just grab hands and, and pray together. It was work. What was the work? The work was getting past my past hmm. around what am I, what am I going to say? What is, prayer was still this very special place to go and needed special words, and it needed special, you know, it, it, I, the so walls. It, it was this set apart, you have to say it right. Yes. And, and it was not as spontaneous. Mm. And it, we, we learned along the way. And Christy and I still don't pray. I mean, we've just had our 40th wedding anniversary, and we still don't pray together every day, but it's on our bucket list of things to, to want to do, right? Yeah. But it still requires discipline to find each other, even in an empty nest house that we're in now, to say, hey, wait a minute, we've got lots of life going on, and we're talking about it all the time. Whoa, let's stop. Let's pray. Why don't we actually Why pray Why are we not it? praying about this thing that we're talking about and, and whatever? What do and you so, think it is that keeps you from doing that? Because that just sounds like that's got to be something that all kinds of people experience, that sure. the, that barrier. Well, again, I think, Connie, coming out of a religious background, I, the example was infrequent, special, almost like it came right out of the Bible. Wow, I don't think I can do that, yeah. right? I, I'm not sure I, I'm that spiritual. I'm not sure I'm that good, to think up everything the right way. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I haven't hit that mark yet, whatever and, that is. And I don't know if it's, again, back to my firstborn personality of just needing to do things right, you know, and kind of a, a little bit of a performance related acceptance thing going on. But that is the thing that has been broken off of me more and more and more mm. as I've grown up, as I've allowed it to happen as I've got this very patient, loving spouse who um, lovingly will reach out her hand and and just kind of nudge me and give me that look that says, we need to pray, would you please start, kind of thing. Yeah. And just getting past that pressure, if you will, on the spiritual leader. Oh my gosh, you know, I... There's, there's a lot of weightiness to being the spiritual leader of the house that I, a lot of guys just have a hard time, a lot of men have a hard time getting past. It's very intimidating. Is there any it's very sense intimidating. Um, 
for you of looking at Christy and thinking, well, she's the one who knows how to do mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. if I do it in front of her and do it badly, I'm going to look bad. I'm just imagining that. N- no, not, not that. Not so much that, because okay. we have a really, really good trusting relationship. It was more of, ugh, mm. how do I, when do I do it? What's a good time? <laughs> you know, I know I, I know I need to. And so is it going to be after dinner? Is it going to be when we get to bed? Is it going to... Yeah. There's all these... I, I was, again, playing, making it way too hard. And kind of waiting for her to give me the nod, like, okay, it's time. And for whatever reason, that gave me the release, just to know she was she was there, she was ready, and it was time. It, it, it was goofy. It still is goofy, than it, goofier than it should be to oh, perfect time, perfect words, perfect, you know, what do we... I didn't want it to be at the 25 minute thing yeah, every like time, a... right? That sounded like work, uh, it, honestly. And, and that frankly does sound <laughs> dreadful. God might be going, that sounds dreadful. <laughs> and so, again, what Christy and I over time have been able to relax into more and more is the fact that we pray differently, mm. right? She is a so conversational prayer person, <laughs> right? And has taught me a lot about just talking like I would to you, like yeah. I, like we are doing here, to just talk that way to God. I am more of a list guy. Yeah, I know that there's things that we should be praying about. I want to make sure I hit them. I mean, without being legalistic, but you know, I've got. It's like when we go shopping, right? Hey, I know the three things I need. Why are you taking an hour and a half? Why are you wandering around the whole that, store? Why are you wandering? Well, that's just how we're different, right? She wanders a little bit in prayer. I'm a little more task-oriented in prayer. But together, we we get it, we hit it, and we've we've found our balance. And we're at a point finally now that it's it's much easier. It's still, in the busyness of life, it's still something you have to make. You have to do, you have to make time for, but uh, it's not near as uncomfortable as it was when I just didn't know what to do, what to say. I was in charge. Oh my gosh! All the pressure, you know, all that kind of thing is gone. And you mentioned that when you were growing up, you had been told it was a conversation, but it mm-hmm. was mostly just for you. Mm-hmm. A, I'm going to pray, mm-hmm. and it wasn't listening yet. Mm-hmm. When did the listening come in? Mm-hmm. It's interesting that. I don't know if that's just a kind of a normal progression of, of hmm. learning to pray. That at first I had plenty of words, and I knew it was right, and I liked to do it because um, I knew it was right, and I knew he was hearing me. I mean, in some in some way, somewhere, I I, I got confirmations and and knew that things were that he was hearing me, and 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 the and I've got this tremendous respect for the Word of God always brought up, you know, in the Word, and the Word says that He hears me, too, right? So I believed it. It was probably not until, uh, again, Christy and I, what we call the thousand days of darkness, Mm. uh, when Christy went through her uh, clinical depression. We had a couple of bouts of, with depression, uh, well, between 2005, 2007, and the third, it was like the third time we went down that path in 2007. Um, I think the doctors called it treatment-resistant 
wow. you know, depression. Yeah. And anyway, that journey for the both of us was was awful. It was dark and it was quiet. And I knew during that time, Connie, that okay, my prayer life, I've I've got to figure, I got to hear something. What was I the quiet hear part? Well, um, having pray, having prayer, whether it's in church or together at home, I mean, just praying and praying and praying to God. Oh, please change this situation, mm. heal this, my wife. I mean, this is awful, and we can't fix it, and there doesn't seem to be a good answer. And then not hear anything. Nothing. Back. And so um, that season was when I knew that I wanted to, I needed to know more about being a son and a child. And I knew that somehow that that was right and that was going to transform how I talked to Father. Yeah. And uh, I got a hold of the book, um, The Shack. And I can't say that I'm, yet a total fan of the shack, right? It, but the part that was for me when I read that mm. was the interaction that he had with Papa God. And that's the point at which um, I started uh, training myself and telling myself, hey, and journaling, hey, this is Papa God. And I started calling him. Mm. I said, this, is, this has got to be my first step to Abba, right? Instead yeah. of Abba God, Abba Father, or Daddy God, it was Papa God. And um, just, just dove into that and, and trying to understand, get my head and heart around this relationship. Because you were in a season with no other options. There was no other options, no other answers. And prayer needed, I needed to hear, I needed to go deeper, and I knew that that part of going deeper was going to be through a deepening of relationship, which, I mean, we always had a great relationship, but I knew I was missing something in this father-child relationship that I have been kind of glossing over and, and missing for the bulk of, you know, 30 some odd years of my Christian walk, that, that, that just deepening my relationship, deep, uh, deepening my understanding of sonship, it was a big step in, in how transforming prayer, right? How was prayer different then for you? It was relaxed. Mm. It was more, it was more home. It was more, um, I mean, journaling became real big for me at that time. Just writing those letters, writing those words, writing those thoughts with Papa God. Prayers became more simple, right? Well, help, <laughs> right? That's a good prayer. <laughs> there was that one was used a yeah. whole lot. Uh, but, I mean, honest, and, and being okay with that. Yeah. That that was okay. That was a, that was a good prayer. That that was enough. That was enough. He knew exactly what was going on. So it, it was that season and coming out of that season, there's a scripture and there's a story in the, in the Bible about uh, Jesus' interaction with someone who wanted healing. And 
I think this man came up and said, if you, if you would, or if you can, you know, I, I'm, I, I need, I would like to be healed. And Jesus gave him that kind of a sideways look of if, right? Um, do you believe or not kind of interaction? Do you, and the man said, I believe, help me in my unbelief, right? And that scripture just jumped off the pages for me in this season that we were in at the time. It's like, yes, that's me. Mm. I have spent my life believing in God. I believe. Yeah. I be- but something that clicked inside of me was I believed he would do all these wonderful things for other people, but would I believe that he'd do it for me? And that was that was a place I had to push past in that sonship relationship that said yes, yeah, he would do that for me, <laughs> right? Um, I don't deserve it. I don't earn it. It's anyway. That was a big part of the prayer journey. It was getting to a place where, and in my spiritual journey and formation, that you know what, being real, talking, my conversations are still not as long as. Christmas conversations <laughs> with God, but um, I don't, you know, I don't wander quite as much as she does. But still, they are more conversational because yeah. they are more relational. If that makes sense, it makes a lot of sense. Would you say that? What is the relational? This is so hard to put words to, because we experience these things with God, yeah, um, in a way that we're not necessarily expressing. But if you could express what that relational conversation is like. Mm-hmm in prayer mm-hmm. for somebody who might be saying, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Um, it's the, it's the giving up of things you think you need to say, mm-hmm. right, which is where I was raised is okay. Prayer, you got to do this. I mean, and yes, the Lord's prayer is still a model, a great model for good disciplined prayer. Um, but you know, it became more and more of, you know, Father, I love you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I, 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 I saw you at work yesterday in my life, and it was this, and it was that. And I don't think I, I, don't think I stopped and thanked you yesterday, so mm-hmm. I'm going to thank you now for these, these things, these appointments that you set up for me. I've journaled this morning. You've seen my heart. You know my thoughts. Um, and then kind of talk through what I knew was going to be happening that day. And not be overwhelmed. I think this is the thing, Connie, too, that was intimidating when we would, Christy and I would think we would need to pray together. Is like, okay, I've got to talk about today. I've got to pray mm. about tomorrow. I've got to pray about this week. I've got to pray about this month. I've got four kids. I've got nine grandkids. I've got, I mean, that I need to... I have to I get mean, through the whole list. I need to just kind of hit air. And, and, yeah. and that, that was intimidating to think that every day I had to do, hit all that, all those topics. And where I became, when it, when it became more relational, right, it became more of today, yeah. uh, honestly. And maybe tomorrow, kind of thing. It was it was the immediate, the more immediate, and as he impressed upon us, either th- again be trying to be more attentive t- in my quiet time with him t- to see faces and names of people that he'd bring again to try to make space for 
knowing that, wait a minute, I didn't just dream up that face or dream up that name. Wait a minute. Maybe Father was given, you know, I just... He's giving me something to participate again, in. Again, I mean, I've been, a, yeah. I've been a Christian for as long as I can remember, and I'm still at that <laughs> place where I'm trying to listen better, right? Yeah. I've got lots of words, and I've got, and most of it is not religious. It's I'm just so enthralled with Father mm-hmm. uh, and, and about his love and about his activity in my life. And of course, I've got motivation in my wife and kids and people around me and parents that I love so much that it, it is pretty easy to find something to pray about, right? I mean, there's yeah. always something going on. So I don't know if I answered your question or not, but um, the, the simpleness of it, where I don't get my brain, allow my brain to get overwhelmed with the 27 things I could be praying about, right? Because, oh my gosh, we live in such a broken world. I'm surrounded by broken people, and I could pray every... Yeah. So praying continually is becoming more and more common to me, but it's because I can pray shorter. And, you know, being around Brock uh, Bingaman here and hearing and learning more about arrow prayers... Yeah. Oh my word! Can I tell you that in the last several years, arrow prayers have become my secret to praying continually. I mean, I never could again. Growing up, you'd hear about you know, hey, that scripture that says pray without ceasing, right? Again, that's pretty intimidating. But wait a minute, I'm not supposed to pray continuously. I'm, but I am to pray continually, right? And the way that he's afforded me a method to do that is just with, through arrow prayers. And is there simp- one you've been praying recently? Oh, <laughs> Connie, I have so many. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I've, one of the ones that, that Brock mentions the most is that nine-word prayer, right? Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. Yeah, the that Jesus one, prayer. That one seems to come up a lot. I mean, it's because I am needing help a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of situations I'm in that I don't have the answer to that uh, I do need his help. Um sometimes it's I, I know I'm it's a leadership thing and a family leadership thing or just praying over my now grown kids and grandkids. Um I think about the a lot of my arrow prayers come out of scripture. Right. I mean that's where I am that's just how I pray. Let's how, oddly enough, it's how I hear God a lot. Is is Scripture? It's kind of what's been poured into me for fifty years, and it's it's what's coming out now. And so uh, I remember Solomon's prayer when um, God gave him you know the choice of whatever he wanted, right? And he said, "Oh Lord, grant me wisdom that I might lead this great people that you've given me." That's a great prayer. So, it's a short prayer. It's scripture, but and but it says everything I want to say about help. But grant me wisdom, Father. I've got this great people that you've given me. I've got this season, you know, with them. Help me. So it's it's short, little arrow prayers like that. It's a good prayer. So. I have a question for you that God asked me recently that I'm going to ask you, which is, what do you like about prayer? Hmm. 
That is kind of a <laughs> a new little way of uh, trying to think through. Okay, this is a little odd, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go with it. Go with it. Okay. <laughs> no disrespect meant. Uh, in in a strange way for me, prayer has been like coffee. <laughs> okay, and it, this is a picture. You know, growing up, I used to love the smell of coffee. I, I, there was something about oh, yeah. it that was right, that was good, that that just smelled good. Uh, when I tasted it, not so good, <laughs> right? But there was a time when I uh, got out of college, you know, through college and then into my early work career, where I was being sent out of town and attending two-week schools on this or that, and I'd wake up and I was, it's like, okay, now I need coffee. <laughs> And I'm going to learn, you know, I had put sugar and cream <laughs> and, you know, but I knew I needed what it had to offer, right. the caffeine that was in there somewhere, <laughs> the power. There was something in there that I knew I needed help with. And over time, uh, I dropped the sugar. I dropped the cream. It's, I still have kind of, I've grown into uh, kind of a girly flavored coffee guy, <laughs> right? Uh, no shame. I found the kind of coffee that works for me, that I enjoy. And right now, coffee for me is comfort. It's something to hold in my hand when I'm in a when I'm with people. I like what it is and does, and sm- I like it all. I like everything yeah. about it right now. <laughs> so I know if you kind of catch the the similarity in how my prayer life has grown, where I I, I knew it was right. It smelled great. I didn't know what to do with it in my own mouth. But over, but there was a season of life that came where I I knew I needed it more. And I had knew what I needed it. it had what it had to offer. So I dove in and I mixed whatever I could with <laughs> it to do whatever I and and over time and with maturity and with grace, um, I gave up, you know, additives, if you will, and nothing against additives to coffee. <laughs> but the point being that now it's become something that is a great comfort mm. and it's something I look forward to every morning. It's like it's something you think about when you get up, and that's the way prayer and time with God. And I mean, it's all it, anyway. That's my mm, that's a great analogy. That's my similarity thing. I love that picture. So that's what that's what prayer has become, and what I like about it now is is it's the thing I look forward to that I some days need it more than want it, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I know that it's it's part of getting me going in, in a day. And uh, so anyway, that's what I like. Part I like the life. comfort. I like the, I just, there's something comforting, if you will. You called it comfortable. home. You called it home, home. earlier. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good yeah, way to Something homey it. about that. Well, I've enjoyed talking with you, but before we go, I sure. just... Could you pray? I have in mind a young man like you were who's listening to us. Mm-hmm. Could you pray for him about his prayer life? Yeah. As I a way would. of closing us? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd like to do that. Yeah. Okay. So, Father, thank you. Thank you for this time. Thank you for growth in prayer and that it can change and does change. And it's not to be feared or avoided 
and it's not a performance to be attained to. And I pray for that young that young man out there right now who really who down deep knows it's right, who down deep knows it ought to be done, um, but isn't sure if he's qualified for whatever reason to 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 lead and to lead out in it. He, there's just this feeling of disqualification for whatever reason. And so, Lord, I just pray in the name of Jesus for that lie to be broken off of him, that lie that says it has to be done a certain way or a certain length of time or a certain number of topics or whatever. Lord, would you break that lie off of him and the truth of believing? You know, like that scripture says, Lord, I believe, help me in my unbelief. Would you help that young man in his unbelief that you're sitting there waiting for him to pray and to answer his specific cries and and heart cry for whatever's going on. Lord, thank you. Thank you for pushing him beyond um, performance-related kinds of thoughts in this and just relax into the personal comfortableness of, of you and the grace that you've got for mistakes, for clunkiness, and for not doing it, quote-unquote, right. So, Lord, would you break through those things, break those lies, and in the name of Jesus, bring truth of your patience and enjoyment of conversation with that, with that young man, whether it's by himself or with the one or two people he loves most. We just thank you in advance for what you're going to do there. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Mike. You're so welcome. Thank you again. That's all for today's episode of Kingdom Life. Thanks for listening, and thanks to Mike Adele for joining me today. If you'd like to learn more about All Saints Community Church, visit us at allsaintsokc.org or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at ASCCOKC.org.